Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today will be part six in our discussion of the seven blunders of Freemasonry and overcoming them, with our discussion of frugality without discretion. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Working Tools podcast, we will be discussing overcoming frugality without discretion as one of the seven blunders of Freemasonry. And we have our usual crew from the last few days here to, all together yet again, uh, very worshipful brother David Colbeth and myself, Matthew Apple, from uh, down here in the Grand Lodge of Washington, worshipful brother Stephen Chung uh, from in Kelowna, British Columbia, and right worshipful brother Trevor McEwen, who is the Grand Historian of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in the Yukon. And our recurring guest, Most Worshipful Brother Jim Mendoza, the past Grandmaster of the Grand Lodge of Washington. Thank you for coming out again, Most Worshipful Brother Jim. My pleasure. It's always always great to have you here. It's a, always a, a good discussion. Um, Thank you. So we were just saying right before we started recording here, or hopefully before we started recording, that uh, this, this topic was essentially frugality without discretion is, is being cheap for being cheap's sake. And how that can that can harm the the spirit of the lodge? Um, I guess how do we how do we feel that is, and how can we fight it? Well, you know, you've probably heard me say this on multiple occasions, not just in the in the in the original presentation, but in my travels throughout the throughout the jurisdiction. That I think that some brethren take the term Freemasonry or Freemason a bit too literally, um, and you know. You know, it's, I liken it to, you know, it, you know, when you have a discussion about, about an event, the first thing that anybody always wants to ask is, well, how can we do this on the cheap? Now, they may not say that directly, but they're looking for ways to do this on the cheap. Uh, one of my personal favorites uh, that I talk about a lot is uh, a sweetheart's event that a lodge was hosting. And... The worship master was talking about the fact that this is so great. The ladies will be preparing the meal. And I just stopped, literally stopped. And I just, I looked at everybody. I'm going, surely somebody's going to say something. This, this is not right. You know, um, there was another one that was kind of similar to that. Uh, a lodge had a great guest speaker fantastic speaker right and somebody at the lodge said i would propose that we buy our guests and i keep my this is a seattle-based lodge so matt i'm not i'm not looking at you or your lodge but i i remember i want to point it's a seattle-based lodge you're from seattle okay and the seattle-based lodge um put a motion forward that we should that they they should buy the speaker and his wife a nice dinner and he moved for 25 dollars I don't know where you can find a nice dinner in Seattle for $25. You can go to Dick's. 
I'm, yeah, I'm you good. could get Dick's hamburgers. That's a lovely place, <laughs> lovely place to take to, to you know, this is a high end speaker who, you know, the whole bit. Yeah, it was just, you know, so you there are all kinds of examples of that, uh, all, all that of all of, of that out there. And it's like, you know, now keep in mind, you know, I, I use these examples and I don't want to belittle anyone, but I do want to point something out here. When you come to spending your largest money from the lowest common denominator, let's, let's say, what's going to happen is guess what? That's a drop in quality, right? And I mentioned earlier that, you know, we talked about quality over quantity. Part of quality is making sure that you have first-class events that are not, that are going to attract not only people outside your lodge, but guess what? People inside your lodge. That's the thing there, because if because you know who wants to come, you know, let's let's be honest, whose wife is going to want to come to a sweetheart dinner that where they have to prepare the meal? I got news for you, my wife ain't going, you know, and my wife is, and as as any grandmaster will tell you, their lady sometimes will sometimes is long suffering in what in in in, in what they in and what they're willing to put up with because of some. Uh, the way some some lodges say, well, we have to do this the cheapest possible way. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, in in the in the original presentation how my lodge, uh, Frank S. Lamb three hundred thirteen, does an annual crab feed, and it's not it it's not a cheap event to put together. When you consider uh, when you consider everything that we do, all the things we have to secure to make it happen, but we make it happen every year. We don't freak out about the cost. We know how much money we're going to make. And we always look for ways to make $1 more more the following year. How can we improve the event? Um, And, you know, it's become a signature event over the year. And, you you know, my lodge has less than 100 members. And yet we're able to bring in 400 people to a crab feed. And it's not, and we don't, it's not a cheap event. I mean, we use what I will call the Puyallup Fair model of 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 uh, of, of, of revenue. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Puyallup Fair is uh, is 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 the is a state fair here in Washington, and uh, you know, just like any state fair, you know, you pay to park, you pay your admission ticket, and then everything else begins. Right? You got to buy the food, you got to buy the rides, you got to buy the souvenirs. You know, all that good stuff, right? And sometimes you're buying stuff on the way out the door. You know, we kind of use a similar model with the crab feed. You know, we, we're looking for ways to, to increase revenue where we make it fun and people do it and we raise a lot of money. And as a result, we're able to turn around and give a lot of money to charity. But also here's the other cool thing. People want to attend the event. You don't have a 400 person event that people feel quote unquote obligated to go to. They want to come to this event. And it's a fun and 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 and, and it's 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 a fun event to attend. The other comment I, I always talk about with frugality without discretion is our buildings. I said in the previous present in, in the in the base presentation, your building screams Freemasonry twenty four seven. So what is it saying about your lodge? What is it saying about the fraternity? I remember sitting in a lodge and they were railing about everything they had to do to bring the building up to spec. Right. And I finally, and they asked for my opinion. I said, all right, you're not going to like it, but I'll put it to you this way. 
Many of you here are homeowners. How much of this deferred maintenance would you allow on your house? Guess what? No more complaints. No more complaints because, you know, now I yeah. put it back on them. Yeah. You know? It, 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 it's interesting, though, how there will be members that have no problem spending the money to go to that crab feast, crab feast or, or we have uh, a lobster fest in our, uh, in our jurisdiction, and they have no problem spending the money to go to that. But everything else they want done as cheap as possible. Our dues, they, you know, that's always a, a, a common discussion around <clears throat> when dues, uh, when we're going to set our dues and our budget. Um, and it, it's, I don't know uh, how we get past it, um, but it is a constant battle with those who don't want to spend the money to have a quality events versus those who just want to get by, right? And um, it, it, it is starting to get to a frustrating point uh, because it, it's going to stalemate us eventually. I think the best thing that any logic can do is write a budget. I know people freak out, oh, God, why do I have to write a budget? Yeah, write a budget. Income, expenses, net. Yep. And, you know, and, and, and sometimes people just need to see in black and white we bring in this much money in revenue. We bring we, we we have this much expenses. This is our net. So if it's a negative, what do you cut? Right, right. And we and we do that. We do a budget every year that, and our budget sets our dues. And so, uh, uh, but when that budget's presented, man, do they pick it apart? And do they ever uh, cut this out? Cut that out? It's like, well, you know, now we're not doing things again, right? And we're reducing our logic experience, and so you know it's uh that's the battle we fight. Yeah, I know, and 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 I get that, I understand that, but there's an old line: "What costs masonry?" Uh, not too long ago, I went to a district meeting, and our deputy grandmaster, our current deputy grandmaster, I think he was senior grand war at the time, raised up a uh, a tin of tobacco, and talked about how much money he spends on chewing tobacco. Talked about the um, the grandmaster and how much money he spends on Starbucks coffee. Talked about the deputy grandmaster at the time. Tell and he and talked about how much how much money he has in 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 his liquor cabinet on 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 scotch. Okay, and then he turned it back around. If we're willing to spend money on our bad habits, why can't we spend money on a good habit? Why do we have to, th why do we throw up these barricades of spending money on a good habit like Freemasonry or a good cause like Freemasonry? Very well said. You know, and it was, it was, you know, it, it was really thought provoking as he's holding, as he's holding up the, and the whole time he's holding up his tobacco tin, the whole time. And, you know, you know, I don't, I don't indulge in that, but I know it's not cheap, especially down in this state because, you know, there's a tobacco tax down here um so you know it's it, it's it's that whole it's that whole thing but you know i think brethren just need to see that masonry isn't free it was never meant to be free okay and in my viewpoint dues should you know if dues are your principal fundraiser 
because for some lodges they are, then they need to reflect what you as a lodge are going to do. Some lodges have gotten creative, like uh, Verity Lodge uh, and Daylight Lodge. They base their dues on the minimum wage. So whatever the minimum wage is, I believe it's 10 times the minimum wage is the dues. Right. Makes sense. I mean, if you're if the minimum wage is 1650, I don't know what it is. I'm sorry, I don't. If it's 10 times that, then guess what? $165 is your dues. I mean, a child who works for minimum wage, it just went up to 1369 an hour. 1369, okay. So multiply that by 10. That should be your dues. Now, if you have a Grand Lodge assessment like we do, you add an you add the assessment on top of that. And this is and and the, and the and these are your dues. Now, my lodge, we can keep our dues artificially low because of our crab feed. But if we didn't have a crab feed, we would have a serious discussion about okay, this is what it costs to do what we want to do. And then and then I I would have every expectation that we would raise the dues accordingly to 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 meet to meet, the, to meet that expectation. Um, you know, you just can't. You know, you just can't be the money that we bring in cannot be sacrosanct. It cannot. You know, we cannot say this is ours. We're never going to give it away. We're always going to hold it. We're always okay for. And again, my question is for what reason? You know, why? You know, you know, why are we so hung up on you know on 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 like you know what is it I heard? We have two toilets in the bathroom. One's down. We can use the other. I don't get that. I don't understand. I don't understand that point. Um, I think I told the story in the in the pre in, in the in the presentation originally that of of uh, of the individual who turned down a scholarship because they drove by one of our buildings and thought there is no way this organization can give me that kind of money. That's sad. That that, but the, but that's reading a book from a cover too. Like you know, they're they're making a lot of assumptions too, right? It, it is really sad though that that's that that's someone's impression. Well, again, remember I said your building screams Freemasonry twenty four seven, right? What is it saying about your lodge? What is it saying about the fraternity as a whole? Yeah, and, and we and our paint was peeling off, and it was looking pretty. Uh, Tattered, tattered, right? And you know the forty-five minute discussion that ensued when they said, "Hey, let's paint the building." Um, and at the at, and that was after that was at the annual general meeting of the holding society, and so that was after all the side talk had already been done, right? You know, a forty-five minute meet, uh, discussion about, um, you know, sh should we do it? And and then how much should we spend on it? Well, uh, it's funny when they, when what they decide to pick apart, right? Here's the interesting thing that, that gets lost when you have those kinds of discussions. I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a guess here. The five of us here did not join Freemasonry to talk about toilet repair. <laughs> no, we didn't join Freemasonry to talk about paint color. No. We joined Freemasonry because we viewed it as a transformative organization, right? And when you 
and when you put frugality in the way, and remember the term frugality without discretion in the way, and your meetings and your interactions with your brethren are surrounded by how am I going to save a dollar? Can you bring ketchup to the meeting, to, to the event, instead of us having to buy ketchup? Okay. When you when your discussions in lodge or at the building are focused on that, then the purpose for you joining joining Freemasonry gets lost, does it not? And when it gets lost, you know what else gets lost? The people who joined. Because they're going, that's not why I joined. I mean, I've got no problem getting on a riding mower and mowing the lawn if that's if it, if, if that's what they need me to do, if, if that's what they need me to do one month. But I still want to talk about the other stuff. I want to know about the history. I want to know why why Freemasons why, why fourteen why why fourteen men fourteen of our U.S. presidents are Masons. I want to know what 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 that's all about. You know, I want to know why. I want to know, you know, they, they want to know about that kind of stuff. They, you know, yeah, they get that other thing is, is nice to talk about. But when it becomes the basis of, of lodge meetings, when it becomes the basis of your of your festive board discussions, guess what? You've lost me. Completely. You have completely lost me. <laughs> we, we did do a show uh, several months ago, dedicated to dues in our areas, our districts and our, our regions. And it, it was pretty shocking to do that research. And I'm, I think on that show, and I'm often heard to say that, you know, when I joined Masonry, I just assumed that there was some large, you know, cost to join. And I, I had, I wasn't seriously looking at it. I'm not, I'm not uh, well off necessarily, but I was looking into golf memberships, trying to, you know, seeing what's out there. And I was, I was passionate about golf many years ago and the, there it's very expensive to join a club. And so when I was talking with now my mentor, then I didn't know who he was, Al, uh, most worshipful Al Jorgensen, uh, just out down the street. Uh, and he was talking, he, he came to the part where he said, you know, there is a cost to masonry. And I thought, oh, here it is. <laughs> I have to save up for six months or a year or whatever and get ready for it. And he said, it's $60. And I, I thought, I thought I misheard him. I said, you mean $60 a month? And he goes, no, $60 a year. I said, oh, my Lions Club dues are $85. <laughs> and so it, it just, it did, I was baffled that it was so inexpensive to join. And, and I've recently been, I, I created a new drum that I'm beating around dues and it, it started as part of, part of that show. I think dues should be somewhere in a thousand to $1,200 range per year, but that would include multiple elements of excellent discretion, <laughs> uh, a nice catered dinner at your meetings, if that's what a lodge wants to do, a, a ticket to a, a high quality annual annual education event, uh, $100 or whatever the lodge should decide, a, a portion of that should go to the Grand Lodge, a, a designated charity, a Grand Lodge charity. Another $100 could go to a lodge charity. You know, so you could budget in those items or divvy up those monies, but I think it should be substantial. And if when when I'm when a man comes to especially a young man when he comes to our lodge and he wants to join, we tell him that the dues it, it costs 175 dollars to join and then 80 you know now it's 125 dollars a year, and if he has to think about that and kind of scrape or or pull 
you know, think, think about how can he afford that? I'm often wondering, unfortunately, silently, is this the right avenue for him? Because you're right. He's, while there's only one capital letter in free masonry, there's just the F, not the whole word free. <laughs> uh, there, there are opportunities to, to give, uh, whether it be a charity or other event or what I, what I really like about doing charities and lodges, the past the hat idea where, especially if a guy knows that could be coming, if he's prepared to give now, if, you know, if he's spent his last 20 bucks on dinner and now he doesn't have any money with him, uh, that it's, you have to, the lodge has to have that mentality. has to have that idea that, Hey, in our meetings, this is where we could have a pass the hat. People will come prepared if they know they have to be prepared. But the idea of he might need more money besides the hundred dollars a year or $60 a year or whatever. I mean, there was one lodge in our district and I won't name him specifically the annual community the annual dues by grand lodge are more than the dues the lodge pays each member than the members pay. So they're going backwards 10 or $20 a year because <laughs> the lodge pays for the membership for the uh, annual assessment. Uh, and, and by the way, they do after their degree, uh, their dinners at the degrees are like soup. I think that they, you know, they open a can of soup and heat it up you know, in a loaf of bread. And so it's, yes, it's that unfortunate mentality of, how can we get away with that without having to be now if you had a really nice meal guys would come they would be participant they would they would want to be there and they would really enjoy themselves so again i think i think if we could figure out a thousand or twelve hundred dollars a year uh for some kind of dues that that would be my ticket as as always i want to put a historical twist on this At our jurisdiction in 1871 our first constitution said that the lodge had to charge a minimum of $50 for initiation, which would be roughly $1,100 today, right in the zone. The average lodge, and they charged it quarterly, so I'm not entirely sure how they gave out dues cards, was $12, which would be about 300 and a quarter today. Uh, my lodge at the moment charges 275 and we're still running a deficit, but we've got a pillow, which I don't think we should be using, but that's our annual discussion. <laughs> but those are the real numbers. Ten years ago, this jurisdiction charged 300. The minimum was 300 for initiation. Um, over the last 10 years, we've constitutionally raised it to 500. You get the older members saying, oh, we won't get anyone. We get the younger petitioners saying, oh, I've got that in my pocket. So, yeah, time for a change. Yeah. And, and you know, an interesting thing, when, because I talked to all the candidates coming in, they're always surprised. It doesn't matter their, their age. They're always surprised that initiation is only 450 bucks, right? And It'd be 500 our, now. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd be 500 now. But, and, that, and that our dues, I mean, our lodge is 175 bucks and... Uh, you know they're they're quite surprised they because like you say Dave like David said you know twenty five hundred bucks is a is a cheap golf membership somewhere I mean some of these clubs in in Kelowna are five grand right and that's just to belong right and if you so have to save up for a couple of months before you can join the lodge that's a good thing right it, it adds that value uh, that perceived value too right so. Because it was $300 when I joined 40 years ago. (laughs) 
Well, David, you know, you, you bring up the you, you bring up the number, and you know, that's kind of the English model. You know, you're going to pay this much for your for your annual dues. We give you this as part of it. Now, if you miss if you miss the dinner in March, sorry, we're not going to give you a refund. You know, <laughs> you know that sort of thing. And it's all that line. If you've paid in advance, you're going to go. You know, like for example, I have I have season tickets to to two playhouses in Seattle. I don't miss because I bought the ticket. I bought in advance. I'm going to the show. That's that's kind of how that that's kind of how that works. So if I paid that, guess what? I'm not going to miss it. I'm going. And you, and you want it to be the most excellent show or excellent event you've ever been to. So the, the harkens back. Thank you, Matt, for the point. <laughs> harkens back to the point that the quality without quality and the and Steve just alluded to it as well. They're expecting the quality. They're expecting something. And so if the lodge isn't providing that expectation, then then you're in as much trouble as if it doesn't matter if you charge thousand dollars or a hundred dollars. If you if you charge a thousand though, it better be good. Yeah. And you- you you know you know again you just don't throw it out there you've got you you've got there's got to be a reason why you well you know again again remember it's frugality without discretion so guess what now you you have to have that level of discretion that you're putting out there we're going to charge this much this is what you're getting in return this is the this is the payoff you know you don't say it that way obviously but you know they see that okay I'm going to go to the Frankish Land Crab Feed I'm going to get great crab I'm going to I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to I'm going to get a nice drink. Uh, or drinks, as the case may be. <laughs> There's great auction items that that, that, I'm, that I'm willing to support, and I'll look at the charity where the where the money's going to. All of that, you know, for this, I'm in, and I and and I and I'm in, I'm in hard, you know, and and that that's that's the great that's the great thing, you know, you know you could you can have an event as cheap or as expensive as it is as you want it to be, but if it's a terrible event. Then one of two things is going to happen. Well, at least I didn't. At least it wasn't a whole lot of money. Or gee, I, that was next. Or 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 it's a waste of money. And if it's bigger, and if it's a bigger ticket, boy, that was a real waste of money. You know yeah. that sort of thing. And don't forget, yeah. we should uh, Masonic education in there. Quality Masonic education in. Right, right. And, you know, and, and I actually bring up a good point there. I was at a lodge, and they were talking, and, and they had a speaker's budget. They're talking about, and they and, they, and it was like, it was like two thousand dollars speaker budget, right? And one guy stood up and said. You know, when I was master, I had speakers. I didn't, I, I didn't charge any. I didn't have that speaker li- speaker line in my budget. You know, I could I could call anybody to be a speaker. The response was yes, but we're bringing in people from throughout the United States and British Columbia who are experts in this particular topic or that particular topic to come in and share with us speakers with speakers that have reputations. You know that sort of thing. Um, you know, as Trevor will, 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 will back up on this one. There's a mass of Masonic writings out there, right? But guess what? There's diamonds and there's sands and you can get the sands for free, but wouldn't it be better to pay a little bit for the diamonds? That's what the, 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 and that's what that lodge did. And as a result, guess what? Every quarter they had, a, a high-end Masonic speaker, and it was fantastic. So you know that again. That goes back to that. Yeah, you can get whoever you want for nothing. Shoot, you guys get me for nothing. But you know. <laughs> I was about to ask how many of those high-quality speakers were named Jim Mendoza. But you know. <laughs> so uh, we've talked a fair amount about the 
the blunder, the the uh, the the error that people commit. I guess my I wanted to make sure that we address overcoming that. We sort of we sort of glanced off of a couple ideas, but does anybody have a a plan, a just uh, a thought as to how how to combat that beyond oh just spend more money? <laughs> What's the so our jurisdiction, British Columbia, and this is fairly unofficial and has just simply been the policy of the Grand Secretary's office over the last 10 years or so, is promoting lodges to do an annual budget. So sure, you may spend an hour or more discussing it in one meeting, but at least you're not discussing passing accounts in 10 meetings. So that brings it down and also focuses on what the real costs are. I think part of the problem is going to solve itself with a younger membership who want to spend the money, who are prepared to pony up for it. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure what else we can actively do. Well, well I, you know, the, the, the other half of this is you deliver on the other side. Yes. Okay. So basically, if you say, we're, I'm going to go back to speakers, we're going to spend $2,000 for Masonic speakers. We're going to deliver on the other side. So we're going to bring in people. So we're going to have the, I mean, I'm going to use what's happened down here in the lower 48. We're going to have the Brett Morris's and the Art DeHoyas's, you know, speak. We're going to have, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, 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 we're going to have uh, in the West Coast, we're going to have guys like John Cooper come up and talk. Uh, you know, we're going to have, you know, uh, past grandmaster from Texas, Boyd Patterson come up we're going to bring in owen shea from hawaii you know that sort of thing we're going to bring in and we're and and they will deliver you know because they have a reputation for delivery and they can do a great job um but again yeah you have to have the budget and then you have to justify the budget and then you have to deliver if you don't you know that's that's the only way you overcome that and then of course we have to get, and then of course, we just have to get out of the mindset. We have to use some common sense, such as, yes, we're going to have a sweethearts dinner, but no, the ladies are not going to cook it. Okay. I will, I will keep coming back to that because that it, 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 it makes me laugh and it makes me angry at the same time. <laughs> the other thing is we have to do this repeatedly because if you just hold one event, those people who um, have had a bad experience in the past aren't going to come out to that and may not hear about how wonderful it was. It takes several good events over several years to bring back people whose wives have said, I'm never going to another one of those events again. Oh, well, now we have a track record of, of improvement, so they'll start coming back. But you can't do it once and expect it to everything to change. It's got to be over a period of time. Yeah, Absolutely. and you know that's one of the things that um, we've realized. Like we we we've been doing the um, table lodge, and it's becoming a, a a sold out event a year in advance. Well, it was it was gonna be this year, but uh, you know we all know what happened there. But um, you know, and part of uh, part of our efforts to uh, improve our Masonic experience. Uh, put us into these discussions about um, doing it right. You know, do we have the wives? Or do we do it ourselves? Do we hire a caterer? Is it plated? Is it buffet? 
you know, um, you know, what quality of an event do we want? And I think that the lodges that want to uh, will, the, the, the ones that want to will. The, the membership in our lodge, there's enough members in our lodge that are, are wanting that, that some way we're going to figure out how to do it. We can't put that uh, uh, financial strain onto the members that <clears throat> don't live in town, for example, but keep their membership because they're not going to be able to participate in those things. Or those that are uh, uh, elderly and can't come out to our meetings anymore, but continue to, to keep their memberships active, right? So we're going to find a way. Um, and, I, and I just hope that in the lodges that are looking for that, um, I hope there's enough youth in, in them to uh, bring it forward and keep it going. You know, one final thought, because I know we're running out of time. Um, you know, you mentioned that the brethren who don't, who don't live where the lodge meets anymore. If part of what you're doing as part of the Masonic experience is com continue communicating with those brethren, you know, when you send dues notices out, it's nothing wrong with saying, by the way, we're doing this. If you'd like to help contribute to it, we, you know, that would be appreciated. If you're delivering quality, even the brethren outside of where you, of where you, of where you call home, some of them will still cut you a check because they see that you're creating a quality experience and they want to be part of that quality experience. If it, even if it only means that they're writing a check to help that quality experience happen. Okay. But it all starts with, like I said, all of us committing to saying, we're going to do good. We're going to do right by our members and we're not just going to do it because we're not going to do it cheaply because we can. We're going to do it right. It doesn't have to be expensive. I didn't say expensive at all. But you can't take it that but you, you can't have what I will call a paper plate plastic fork event and say, look at this quality event that we're doing. Okay. From a building standpoint, you can't have peeling walls and say, this is my home. You know, that sort of thing. Or you can't bring somebody who doesn't know about a topic and say, isn't that a great expert? And on that note, we hope we've given you some of the working tools to come back to overcome the seven blunders of Freemasonry. See, see what I did there? I worked the title in. Um, and so on behalf of uh, Right Worship Brother Trevor and, and Worship Brother Stephen and David and myself, uh, thank you, Most Worship Brother Jim, for, for being here for another episode. And we look forward to talking to you all again on next episode of the Working Tools Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you.